Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God from 2 Timothy chapter 1, our epistle for today, the 17th Sunday after Pentecost, where St. Paul writes, I thank my God whom I serve, as did my ancestors, with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now, I am sure, dwells in you as well. This is God's word. Our life of faith is a story. And I always want to clarify when I use the term story, I don't mean that it's fictional. It is certainly rooted in fact, in truth. But it is a story that has a beginning, sort of an end, an earthly end at least, and peaks and valleys all along the way. And we have certain moments in our life of faith that we mark along the way. Where we gather together as the church and we celebrate. Or we gather together and we grieve. Or we gather together and ask God for help. I'm going to go ahead and just, I want to talk for a moment about... um, my story of faith, because it's kind of a unique one. I've maybe mentioned this to a couple people individually. Um, even among pastors, it's really a, a unique story because I get to say that my story of faith, you know what? Pretty much the entire story is told right here. Not many people can say that about the church they serve as a pastor or the church they belong to and attend. But it dawned on me oh, a few years ago when I sat down and kind of thought all the things in my family that have happened right here. I have uh, had four grandparents who were all members of this church. And um, all four of those grandparents, their funerals happened Right here. My, uh, my parents were married here in this church before this very altar right here. Me and both my brothers were baptized in that baptismal font right there. Uh, me and both my brothers were confirmed uh, in this church right here before this altar. Um, my, uh, uh, my wife was confirmed in this church. My uh, oldest daughter was baptized in that font. My my, my two younger children were both confirmed here in this church. My dad's funeral took place in this church. My wedding took place here in this church. I don't want to forget that one. And then to be ordained here in this church and installed in this church. That's four generations of my family that have their story of faith told Right in this little space, not even just in the pews, right? Where family throughout generations sat and worshipped and received God's gifts. But 
right here in this, this little space. And we, and we all have, have stories like that. I think it's one of the things that we get to share about the church. Come to a place where your story is told. And we, we do, we mark these events. If it's a cause for celebration, like a baptism or a wedding or a confirmation, we, we gather together, we, we eat some food. If it's a cause for grief, like a funeral, we gather together and we eat some food. But we mark it with pictures. We mark it with, in the case of a funeral, an obituary, a notice in the paper. There's all these other things that go around with these events that we mark. But I want to remind you that there is something even bigger happening in all of those moments. Something totally miraculous. And that is that God is taking the faith the Christian faith and trust in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he's sustaining it, carrying it on throughout the generations. What an amazing reality that holds true for every one of us here. Now, I mentioned my story is unique in that so many parts of my family's story can be told right here in this space, but your story is as well. For some of you, it looks somewhat similar. Some of you were, were raised by Christian parents, and those Christian parents had Christian grandparents, and faith in Christ is something that's been present in your family for generations. Others of you might be the first in your family, the first generation, with faith in Christ, with trust that Christ alone is your hope and your salvation. But no matter how many of your stories are told here at our Redeemer, or are told in several different churches throughout your life, or have only been told for a handful of years. It's all happened the same way. You believe you know of Jesus because it was given to you by someone else. That includes parents, of course, Grandparents, pastors, teachers, friends, neighbors, Sunday school teachers, LWML ladies on this LWML Sunday, they do it too. You see, all throughout the history of the church, that's how God has caused faith in the gospel to go forth and be spread. It's gone literally from generation to the generation after it, and it carries forth on and on and on until Christ returns to take his church, the family of God, 
into its heavenly home forever. Paul highlights this in our reading that I read a moment ago. And he does it in a couple places. He says, I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors, those who came before him with a clear conscience. I remember you, Timothy, a young pastor serving in the city of Ephesus, in my prayers night and day. He goes on and says, I'm reminded of your, Timothy, your sincere faith, a faith that dwelled first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you. Timothy knew of Jesus because he had a mother and a grandmother who knew of Jesus and spoke that word and shared that word with him. Do not doubt the power of a believing family. To those of us who have children still at home, or even I will remind you those who have adult children who are grown and living on their own and living their own lives. I made the comment last week during the sermon that the most important mission that we have perhaps is to our families. Every parent ought to be a missionary to their children. To tell them of Jesus and where Jesus is found. And constantly direct them back to that place where the gospel of Jesus Christ declares you are forgiven. I'm forgiven. The sins of the world are forgiven. This has an incredible impact on how we understand God's holy word, the holy scriptures. I know it's tempting to get overwhelmed. You hear an Old Testament reading that we heard today from the book of Habakkuk. Did you all remember there's a book of Habakkuk in the Old Testament? The prophet Habakkuk who cried out to the Lord to hear his prayer and to answer him. And he waited to hear what that answer would be. Now you might not know much about the prophet Habakkuk, but he would be worth getting to know. Do you know why? Because his story is part of your story. You see, not just Habakkuk, but the entire Old Testament, the entire Holy Scriptures, well, they're like your family tree. The tree of your most important family, the family of God. Though we've ended that sermon series on strong together as God's family, it is a theme I feel is worth repeating over and over that we take to heart, that we are God's family. And at the top of that tree is God the Father. And as we encounter the lives of Noah, who with his family heard the word of God and were rescued from the flood, as we hear of Moses, 
who led the people Israel out of their slavery into Egypt. As we hear of David, who conquered the giant Goliath. We hear of Daniel, who stood boldly before the lions in the lion's den. That these are not just fun stories to make you hear of tales of old. They're your family story. For God is the Father in this family tree, and we, well, Jesus says in John chapter 15, I am the true vine. You are the branches. All of us connected to the same Lord Jesus Christ, our hope and our salvation. All of us with the same Father in heaven, even as Jesus is the Son of the Father. All of us, one family. The church exists because that faith, that gospel in Jesus Christ goes forth and has passed from generation to generation. And, I, and, and, and I, I know that's hard. I know it is incredibly difficult today to be a Christian parent. I know it myself, and I know I as a pastor, I hear it from parents, how difficult it is to be. I know Heather hears it a lot from the people she speaks with. The challenges of being a Christian parent in the world today. And even for St. Paul, who spoke with his dear child Timothy, Paul writes from prison. Paul writes to Timothy from prison, and yet he's not discouraged. He writes to Timothy, Share in my suffering. You see, suffering, hardship, difficulty for being a Christian is to be expected. But in no way means that God has stopped sharing his word. That is his promise that where Jesus Christ who St. Paul in our epistle today calls the one who we are not to be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord. Jesus who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace. A testimony which has now been manifested through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For which Paul says, I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and teacher. Your story, however it might differ from mine, shares in common the same Jesus Christ who has 
abolished death and brought life and immortality to light. That faith, that gospel of Jesus Christ, convinced Paul that he could suffer all, even death, and he did. Paul never got out of that prison from which he wrote to Timothy. He never left. That sentence ended in his execution. And yet as Paul writes in the book of Philippians, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Not even death can bring an end to this story. Though that's how we mark it in our earthly lives when our life of Christian faith on earth ends with a funeral. It doesn't actually end, does it? For those who are in Christ, their life lasts forever. And you are part of a story that does not end. Nothing, St. Paul writes in the book of Romans, can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That word of Jesus, that faith, has been told for 2,000 years and even before as the family of God has lived by faith And that faith continues. Thanks be to God that you are a part of that story, a part of that family. And thanks be to God that the story continues to be told. God grant us faith in his Holy Spirit to keep telling that story for generations to come and ages to come. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.